Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Welcome to Color Radio. My name is Kevcat Martinez. This is the week of New West Fest in Fort Collins, and I am sitting here with Kaylin from Wheelchair Sports Camp. You went mostly to Lakewood High. Growing up, we were discussing anarchy shortly before we started recording, but um, what influences in the household do you think majorly impact your political views? Uh... My mom is wild, and, uh, yeah, my mom makes me look really mild, like, uh, and, and the thing about my mom that was instilled in me, like, really early on was she was a big advocate for me, so she would not let me go to a school that I had to, like, enter through the back door or the side door. Um, she was not gonna, like, have me being pushed off to the side in PE class. Like she was every one of my principal's like worst nightmare. Uh, (laughs) She advocated that I have the same experience as everybody else. Um, So, so that really shaped me and my own advocacy. And like, I learned really early on that no one was going to advocate for me quite like I was um, because yeah, like I was actually better at communicating than my mom. Right. Um, so, so that, and, and she like raised me around a lot of like the uh, gay men um, in the, in the AIDS day. Um, a lot of her friends um, were, were struggling with AIDS. And, and so I was like raised around a good mix of people um, my whole life. It was a little different when I came out, but <laughs> Um, she raised me around a lot of different kinds of people. And my dad is, like, more conservative, but, like, like politically he's not conservative at all and hates Republicans. But, um, you know, like, bedtime was a strict thing, and uh, my parents were always separated. So I always chose to live with my mom because it was kind of, like, my show, and I was the mom, and so I got to, like... Uh, do what I wanted. Um, and yeah, she was just like a really big advocate for me. Um, and, and I tried to, you know, push that harder for other people. And now I'm like educating my mom on how ignorant she can be sometimes. But at the time she was like the radical, you know? Right. Absolutely. Like back then, some terms that are considered slurs now were the power of people who were trying to fight for the rights of those people. Yeah. So I completely agree. Your political views heavily influenced like your writing style and your music and stuff like that. Do you have any like major artists who share similar like views with you that you go to for inspiration or anything like that? Yeah, I think though, like it was really around 9-11 that like my world kind of like turned and I started seeing like, the world for what it is, and so I started having to unlearn all of my, like, taught American history and all of my privileges 
because I just like knew that this wasn't right, that we were like going into war and it was the first like really memorable time in politics that I was old enough to like understand what was going on and yet like I didn't have a say in it. Um, and so like around 2001 after 9-11 is when I started like digging a little deeper and like reading more and my first like dive into like liberal politics what have you <laughs> was like reading Michael Moore and then I was like how does nobody know this um and then I started jumping into like Howard Zinn and Noam Chomsky um and and yeah there was a time where I was like more into political rap and like us 90s babies love to be like oh conscious rap and now I'm not in that that vacuum you know I listen to all kinds of music and and I also enjoy music for the reasons of like escaping and and not having that content um I appreciate mama rap for that right I I need music to throw on that I don't have to like focus on and have to think about how heavy our world is um and I think music plays like a real important role in giving us uh, a escape channel so I'm I'm inspired by a lot of it you know not just uh conscious political stuff absolutely but it did start to like trickle into my my lyrics and it gave me more content because before I was just rapping about like stupid punchlines about me being little and making fun of myself you know it's like punchline after punchline and that's what rappers do but, right exactly but now i had like content um so yeah write about what you know yeah the more you know the more you write about right yeah that's excellent i also noticed that you make you're a beat maker as well you yeah make, do you make all the beats for your songs or do you ever collab uh yeah not anymore i don't i'm not um, making all the beats, but I did start uh, doing it all myself because I couldn't afford to pay guys to make beats for me, and I couldn't afford the studio time um, to make the beats because when I first started learning how to make beats, uh, I didn't have the gear, so I was paying like 25 bucks an hour to learn the gear. Um, so when I was 15, 16, I, I got a job at Elitch's, and saved up all my all my scraps to get my first beat machine um and so yeah that's when I started producing myself and then I uh, went to college for engineering and and used it just to learn how to like be better at recording and producing and and now I teach music production um through a social justice lens so uh but I do like collaborating because I've never had, like, the attention span to be a master at anything. Right. And there's so many great beat makers in the world where, like, that's all they do. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some really great people in Denver and outside of Denver that I love collaborating with. Um, so I'm not so much on, like, the control freak of, like, I have to do everything because there are people that are better at me at all these things. Um, I just did it because I had to. Absolutely. I found, like, real talent in it. Are there any of the songs that um, you produce the beats for, or are those all collabs, or...? 
Uh, yeah, on our last album, No Big Deal, I produced um, Same Shit and Honey Don't Go and that, oh, Whistle, Whistle While You Work. It was actually a really interesting learning curve for me to record that record because in the rap world, the producer makes the beats and that's really about it. Where uh, this album, this last album, it's now about to be like three years old, uh, mm-hmm. but it feels still new to us. And uh, Ike Owens produced it, who was this magnificent producer. And I have a hard time even calling myself a producer now because what the rest of the world of music producers do is they are able to talk to every musician in their own language um, and and really get like the dynamics out of people that they might not already have been doing. And the, the world of production as a, a rap beat person is like very sterile. It's like, here's the beat, you send it over email, you write the verse and then you put it out. Um, so even those three beats that I made, um, Ike Owens, every beat that we did that I submitted to him, he freaked the funk. Like I remember there was a beat that I called snares cause there was like this rolling snare the whole time and he gutted the snares like immediately Oof. and I was like yo that's the whole beat <laughs> and he like stripped everything down and then would call in like the live bassist and be like give me something like this and then like tell my drummer like okay now don't go on tempo there's no tempo here <laughs> like ignore the tempo um and so that was really a, a cool situation and gave me a better like uh, in knowledge into what could be outside of the beat because I'm still stuck in that loop that most of us like sample beat kids are and it's why it's so nice to be able to play with like the musicians that I do and to have that that experience with Ike Owens and he passed away shortly after we finished um so I it was so new and exciting for me and I wish now that like I could go back and, you know, talk to him about these things. But uh, I just had to take what we what we learned and that was it. Um, So, yeah. We were talking about how you are from Denver. We're both like born around the Denver area. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your favorite like locations in Denver to play? And like, do you ever go to a place specifically out of the love of it or? Yeah, I'm trying not to play like inaccessible places at home anymore. Mm-hmm. which uh, makes it, like, I used to love playing at the Metal Arc, but that's downstairs in the basement. Um, and uh, Rhinoceropolis, like, is a really awesome DIY space that we lost uh, after the ghost ship fire, um, and we they, they just finally reopened it. Um, so I haven't had a chance to play back there yet, but I'm sure I will. I used to really love playing at the Fox in Boulder because, like, something about their sound system. Um, and when there, when people used to go to Denver and Boulder, if if I could, I would go to the Fox. But the stat, like every everything else about the Fox, is not that fun. Um, <laughs> uh, but 
I would always go to the Fox. Um, and, and Ophelia's, which is a fairly newer venue in town, has been really good to us. Um, and that's where we've done our last couple headlining gigs back in Denver. Um, but yeah, I like doing a lot of Denver things. I don't know about venues necessarily, but. Right. I completely understand. <laughs> I know that you guys have been, that you've been touring quite a bit. Um, well, a little bit around the states and stuff. Have you hit any like states or cities that you're just like, man, their food is so much better than blank or <laughs> any like meals you've had that just stuck with you? Oh, yeah. There's so much of that pretty much everywhere we go. We've had a lot of real fun in Mexico um, as of more recently. Uh, so, yeah, we love to go to Mexico and like we already eat a ton of tacos in Denver um, on federal, but nothing quite compares to like the street tacos in Mexico. I've never had them. Like what's the defining feature of like a real authentic street Mexican taco? Like in, in Mexico, there's a lot of the places are just like grilling and cutting the meat like on the street. Right. Um, and same with, you could find some of those spots on federal in Denver, but I think in almost every other country except America, like you're pretty much guaranteed that the meat has come from a lot closer. Like I think we just like ship everything. So like the meat's probably fresher. The sauce is probably spicier. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we have some really great like Mexican tacos in Denver because oh, we have a lot of people like from Mexico and and then also like our unique um, like New Mexican Mexico style, which are, you know, the indigenous folks, um, right. which defines our food a lot. So like, I love food everywhere. Um, but I don't know if I could live anywhere else because we have the Mexican hamburger, which is really <laughs> like a Denver thing. Like it was created in Denver and you can't really find it anywhere else. What is a Mexican hamburger? Oh. I've never had this. Oh, you need to have it. Oh, except I don't know if you eat meat. I do eat meat. Okay, good. <laughs> you have to have meat <laughs> to enjoy a Mexican hamburger. It's just like a a, a hamburger patty. Usually, like, pretty flat, and then beans wrapped in a tortilla, and then smothered. Oh, God, that sounds amazing. Yeah, <laughs> oh my so gosh. that's basically how it sounds. There's a Mexican hamburger. Um, but smothered everything, green chili everything. I love menudo. Oh, uh, menudo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I first found out what menudo was, ruined my childhood. Oh, <laughs> I love it. It's, a, it's like a holy broth for me. Um Excellent. So yeah, Denver <laughs> Denver still has like the food that I crave the hardest. Like when I cuz when I'm craving a Mexican hamburger, like there's no other substitution. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And I know I'm jumping back and forth a little bit, no, but I do want to like jump into uh you kept mentioning how much of an activist you are. And I think that's amazing. And I want to know if you are working on any current projects um that you're excited about or Anything that you want to talk about on the show real quick? Uh, yeah, always. Never a dull moment in my life. I uh, keep saying yes to crazy projects that I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I let my band sucker me into rolling for mayor, which lasted a year and four or five months. Um, and 
did a really cool campaign, um, and and we got forty five hundred votes. And I didn't spend any money campaigning traditionally. And so that was like a really big thing. And now I'm starting to kind of process and figure out like how to keep that 4,500 votes, like how to keep those 4,500 people like still engaged and and maybe double that someday. Um, And my campaign was definitely like outside of Denver too. So I'm trying to figure out like ways to keep the campaign going um, without like actually running for office because I never wanted to be a politician and I I (laughs) still don't want to be a politician. Um, But the outreach and the... We did this really cool noise action um, at our performing arts center because they donated like $50,000 to fight homeless people. So we all played at the same time. So it was like hundreds of us playing music at the same time. And I would like to do that same action at the ice facility at the concentration camp in our backyard of Aurora. Um, So I'm working on that a little bit and just started filming three mini episodes for Colorado Public TV about some of these Denver things about like my favorite food and my favorite places to go. Um, And with the mayor thing, like it was always centered around like performance art and these videos that we were doing. Um, So we're still kind of keeping that going um, in because we we got better at making videos on the fly. So, yeah, all kinds of projects going to maybe score musical coming up here what? i don't know never done that before but do you know sure. like what kind of musical it's called alice in wonderland Ooh, <laughs> yeah. okay yeah that's uh, amazing there's a a theater group back in denver called family with the ph um and they're an all disabled um theater group that's been around 30 plus years um, so I've been trying to figure out ways to collaborate with them and summer 2020 might be, might be it We're we're still chomping on it and figuring out how to execute it. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. There's my, my rapper life has like led me into so many different and my activist life, um, has like led me into these things that I never could have imagined. And I start teaching again on Tuesday, so I'll be back in the classroom with my shithead teenagers and, <laughs> you know. That would be amazing. Sure I would I'll happily take your class. <laughs> have some protests and. It's hard not to get excited when you see kids protesting. <laughs> I, I work at a sex shop in Old Town, oh, cool. and I saw a bunch of like children running outside. They were protesting the one of the one of the mass shootings that we've had, uh-huh. which is a horrifying sentence that I can say. Yeah. Um, and they were just running down the street with signs, and I was just like, I just started crying in the yeah. store. I'm like, that's the most beautiful thing I've seen. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. It's great. It's I wonderful mean, it's when young sad. people get involved. I mean, yeah, it's it's great that they are getting involved. Right. It's tragic that they have to be. Right, exactly. I'm pretty good at this. Rapping and sitting down
matter where I go. All eyes on me. Everyone, stop what you're doing. The humans moving. Ooh, when I breathe. One of many thousands, yeah, that's who I be. Now I need the whole room to freeze. They're God blessing me, but I didn't even sneeze. On my knees, questioning excessively. Wanna know my life expectancy? Like it doesn't get to me? Get a hysterectomy or life worth living. Don't watch TV. Sounds like a gimmick. Little people living in a big world. Successful married couple that have kids, girl. Let me guess. They eat dinner too. My breath ain't nothing but an interview. It's not what I did or what I didn't do. I learned to exploit all this shit when I was introduced to the game. Born in the lame medical debt. The brain body weren't identical yet. We made a hell of a bet. A hypothetical mess. Now I gives no fucks and it's incredible. Yes, I'm still tangled. Up in my cable and not able to eat at high tables or live life stable. Up in all your right labels but didn't get catcalled and ain't complaining at all. They're like, Kaylin, you talk too much. Shut up, you walk too much. Or is sex still the same? I'm like, nah, boo, hush. Give me some confidence, now I got too much. <laughs> the inspirational porn star. Oh, my cute wheelchair costs as much as a sports car. Look, we got enough problems, no need for you to call a cop who can't solve one. Tis the season, get a job, taking pics with Santa in the middle of the mall. Unless you're good at bagging groceries or pushing carts through the snow freeze. Good thing for goodwill, oh please. Every time I go to a show, can't see shit, but I park front row. But I don't ask for no pity, so why you rapping so shitty? Stairway to so tell me how the hell we gonna get in? Lord knows where I'm heading. It's hard out here for a gimp. There's a stairway to heaven. So tell me how the hell we gonna get in? Lord knows where I'm heading. It's hard out here for a gimp. There's a stairway to heaven. So tell me how the hell we gonna get in? Lord knows where I'm heading. It's hard out here for a gimp. There's a stairway to heaven. So tell me how the hell we gonna get in Lord knows where I'm heading It's hard out here for him It's hard out here for him Hard out here for him I have been listening to a lot of your music all day today. All of um, No Big Deal has been on repeat in my house. Uh, it's been really fun. Um, I want to say one of the videos and one of the songs that really, really like entrapped me was Thunder. Okay. And, well, two songs that I want to kind of talk about was Thunder and um, Heart Out Here for a Gimp. Cool. Those were amazing. <laughs> but you. I was wondering, like, did you write, how much of Thunder did you write and, like, have a huge creative part in? I write all my lyrics, uh, all all of them, um, except I think Kyle, the, the dude singing the chorus, I think he wrote that. Um, and then, yeah, Hard Out Here for a Gimp I wrote. And actually, Hard Out Here for a Gimp was on a, a prior mixtape-style album, Um but everybody liked it so much that I, fig- I figured I'd put it on the album as, like, a bonus track. I loved it a lot. And, like, the style of the video and the song kind of reminded me of Greaves a little bit. Oh, cool. I don't know if you know who that is. I but sure do. Yay, He's excellent. from here, right? 
Yes. And uh, yeah, so it kind of reminded me of that style. And he's one of my favorite artists. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm instantly going to love everything she's created. Yeah, it was a very, like, personal, you know, it was easier for me to, like, rap about politics and activism and, and even joking about myself because it's, like, not tapping into, like, my own emotions. It's easier to, like, talk about everything else. Um, but that was one of, like, that was a, I was surprised at, like, how well it turned out. But now that I'm starting to, like, you know, write more about, like, interpersonal stuff, um, it's no wonder that that song, like, worked out so well because it was one of the more personal songs that I've ever wrote. That's awesome. And you can definitely tell in the lyrics cool. and everything about it. We're uh, working on another video with the guy that made that um, rock and roll ranch, Chris Bagley. So That's awesome. Yeah. Was that fun to film? Oh, yeah. Being pushed <laughs> around town like that? That was so fun. Yeah, Watch. except <laughs> it was freezing that weekend. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but I did have a broken leg. Um, my disability is brittle bone. So I had this broken leg, and I was just about ready to get the cast off. But I, I actually, I had them leave the cast on so that I could film this for a weekend because <laughs> I had to be like, I had to have the cast, you know? Right. Um, and then my weirdo friend, Chris Bagley, that does videos, of course, had a gurney and hospital bed in his basement and he had like <laughs> everything we needed. Um, and then we, we made it uh, reflective with reflective tape. And so like some of those shots of me being pushed around, those are like actual streets and like, we don't have a crew. It's only like three of us. And so there's like oncoming traffic and my poor friends, I'm like, Hey, will you do this? And they're like, sure. And then they're like, Kaylin, you didn't tell me you're going to like have us push you in oncoming traffic, but it's cool. Cause, uh, that highway and like that, that viaduct underneath I-70 is going to be gone soon. So I'm really, really glad we got those shots when we did. Yeah, wonderful timing. Yeah, Save those are beautiful shots. That was a lot of fun, but it was freezing. And I had to I had to be in my underwear. Like, I had to make it look like I had just woken up from the hospital. So it had to be, like, authentic. So, like, I, I had to keep my pants off. And it was so cold. It was so cold that uh, weekend. That sounds awful. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. But I mean, we cool made it look video good. resulted. Pretty hurts, you know? Uh, exactly. 100%. <laughs> and did you have a lot of fun with the style of the video for Thunder as well? Yeah. Our good friend, uh, Mitch Man Mantis, uh, uh, illustrated that. And, um, He's just a genius. Like, he started learning how to um, make special effects uh, that are in that video. And, like, some of that's filmed, like, in a fish tank. And, like, you would, it looks like Saturn. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the really cool effect in the yeah, beginning of the video. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, so cool. And then he has such a, like, cool style of animation. Um, so the first draft of the video was, like, less animated and more, like, more like film noir kind of and I was I missed I missed his illustration so we actually went back and like kept working on it that one took a while because he does all those hand drawings um so it takes him a really long time but yeah that was a lot of fun that's amazing came out really good 
It was really trippy. I showed it to Chris before we started recording. He was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, take a step back. It was amazing. Yeah, good. What got you started on music? Was it always like a constant love of music and mixed in with like the activism from your mother's side or? Rap was, rap music uh, was really my first identity. Um, and I fell in love with rap music when I was really young, like five. Um, That's amazing. And, and it was like my own identity. Like neither of my parents loved it. Um None of my friends were, like, as obsessed about it as me. Um, it just, I don't even know exactly what, but it was, like, mine. Right. Like, it found me, you know? Um, and I wanted nothing to do with anything else except uh, rap music. So um, I just kept at it. And, and then in sixth grade I did like a talent show and wrote a rap about the Broncos winning the Super Bowl and the next year I did the talent show and probably wrote a stupid rap about being in a wheelchair (laughs) I don't know I just kept at it and then in high school I kind of like made up my mind that like that's what I was gonna do and so I kept it's like fake it till you make it you know I kept being like I'm gonna be a rapper and I'm a rapper but I wasn't really writing all the time (laughs) I was just it had my mind made up and yeah I just never stopped it's the only thing that I love enough to like never stop doing even it's kind of like a fault too you know it never it never turns off (laughs) Uh, what a wonderful fault to have though I mean you are incredibly talented. Thank you. Can you try? Can you like um, trace it back to any like specific artists that made you love rap, or was it just like suddenly all at once, just like yeah, everything rap? Yeah, I I don't remember exactly who was playing on Power One Hundred Six. Um, I lived outside of LA when I was young. Um, and that's when I I remember hearing the radio being like, "Oh my God, what's that? Mm-hmm. That's mine." It's mine now. Um, so I don't remember who was playing, but uh, TLC was my f- my first love, uh, and I got I got uh, ooh on the TLC tip when it came out in '92. So I was five. Perfect. Um, and <laughs> oh then my god! Salt and Pepper, same year, very necessary came out, um, and I was so obsessed with those albums, like to the point that I didn't do a lot of digging. Like I was pretty happy with what I had. Um, Missy Elliott, huge influence. Um, I can yeah. tell. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anything, anything like 90s rap I was pretty into, um, but I was really into like mainstream. I didn't, again, I wasn't like digging and I was so young that like I didn't know a ton about the history and now that's old school, you know, but it had been going on for 10, 20 years before that, that I didn't know of, um. So I was just I was just into everything that I could get my hands on. My first gangster rap CD was Bone Thugs and Harmony, E1999. Perfect. Um, and that that was a very influential album in the way that they like used melodies and harmonies. And it wasn't just, even though it was gangster rap, like it had such a beautiful like gospel vibe to it. So, um, yeah. And that's another thing about your style. It's very adaptable. Like you. You go all over the place. You have more of like a classic old style and then you go into like 
something that's harder and more electronic. And I really enjoy that. And did you used to be like stuck in the old like conservative rap needs to be a certain way in order yes. for it to be real rap? Yeah. What, what what was your change of heart? Radiohead. Radiohead. <laughs> Radiohead. What a good way to have a change of heart. Yeah, it was. Like, I found Radiohead, and I, I, did, I didn't want to listen to any rap for a minute. <laughs> um, because, yeah, like, I I grew up, like, hip-hop's a culture, and which it is, you know, and you have to, like, be this certain thing, and it has to be conscious, and, like, it has to, has to, has to. And then I realized, like, that same rhetoric is the shit that our parents told us. Like, your music's not good enough, you know? Like, it was better in the old days. And rappers did that with the 90s. Like, rap will never be as good as it was in the 90s. And that's bullshit. Like, what are you telling our kids? Like, You can never do anything new. Yeah, you know? And and so then, like, yeah, I really didn't want to be what I had heard. and, And that was what was so refreshing about... Radiohead is I had never heard electronic and samples mixed in with live instruments the way that they did it. And also like on a performance level, you know, rappers love themselves um, and they love telling the crowd how to enjoy themselves. And like that drives me crazy, (laughs) you know, and then you see like rock bands or just bands in general and like they don't have to talk once and they just like blew your mind with this amazing like musical show without the banter without like the demeaning the audience for not i mean like don't tell me to like stand up you know like jump around i'll stand up when i want to yeah like i'm not gonna stand and i could be enjoying your show if you weren't yelling at me you know like you actually don't know that I'm enjoying myself. And as a performer, I know like that feeling where like you look out in the crowd and they don't look like they're feeling you. And it's like, it's a really like weird feeling on stage. So like I get it, but also, you know, because of my disability, I wasn't able to like jump around and, and move. And that made me kind of self-conscious on stage until I got the band and like, Got the best band <laughs> where like I didn't feel like I had to like put so much of my like stage energy into like the movement and you know it was more about like the musicality and and now I'm very much on this like I want to make music that is new and refreshing even though like nothing's really new like a lot of it's been done before like i want to use like these influences but i'm not trying to copy them you know and it's like it's not my fault that they've influenced me and so like yeah i probably do have like a left eye <laughs> uh cadence somewhere in me i hope uh but but i do want to like try and push our sound to the place that like it's never been before and I get so burnt out on like boom bap rap. I mean, even like political rap because it's been done and it's been done so well that it's like, okay, what are you adding? You know, like what's new? And if it's not new or refreshing, like I have a hard time with it. 100%. And like, it's the same way with most styles of art. Like you can start with a reference, but that doesn't mean that you're copying the same picture. So that's, that's really amazing. Yeah, really trying to push myself and 
push our sound to and it helps so much like playing with these awesome musicians because like I have these kind of ideas but I don't know how to articulate them because I'm not a music theory nerd and I'm not classically trained so I'm like I want something like this and they're like like what and I was like you know like it goes but it do yeah <laughs> and that's where like I'm not you know a huge professional producer yet because I just know what's good and what's not right yeah <laughs> this works and it doesn't yeah, I can't but tell I'm you getting why better and it, a lot of it has to do with me playing with such great uh, musicians Habitual ritual did it Thought that I wasn't your typical individual With physical means to bring the bomb back Keep you digging deeper than a wombat Far beyond being a peon is in a contract No residuals and minerals My peripheral visuals seem media Greedier, seedier, time-tasking Live, 365 from esophagus is literal Liberal, Wikipedia, don't get political Yo, hypocritical, you made me want to Grammy Linda Ronstadt but respect's reciprocal With the kids I roll with, nothing to Opposite of minuscule, popping out a pinnacle My cipher all continual Climbing up the center stool, do most of minimal Underground, sick with this hover round. Lit up the sky with ridiculous thunder sound. It contrasts my rock packs. Put myself on blast and block facts. There will never be another now exists. Serendipitous of rich constituents or gift certificates at bars with precipitous. Drown out the impotence. I'm happy with inhabitants. They implement significance with instruments magnificent. There's difference between progress and dividends. Working on the bigger picture, searching for the remnants. Cause we represent, represent computer age, deficit, wrestling the earth. Oh, it's left a bit. Well, you messed it with, ain't fucking with my habitat. If I get big, maybe then you can have it back. Wearing heat, summer comes, cataclysmic vibe. Guaranteed, none of us are getting out of here alive.
of which you are also a Colorado native are there any like local Colorado bands that you just love playing with I also don't like um identifying myself as like a Colorado native because I'm not Native American oh yeah and um I I also was on you know that bandwagon of like natives versus transplants and and honestly like that's such a colonist idea and we have (laughs) Like my European ancestors, you know, like forcibly removed and eradicated and killed and raped all the natives. So, like, I don't consider myself a native, even though, yes, I was born here. Um, of course. But I, I have a lot of, like, love and pride for being from Denver. And we have a very, like, long history um, and tradition and energy of being this, like, resilient um spirit of like I never I really never understood like why I love Denver so much and the more that I learn about like history is like it's always been a very unique place um I mean we were the the center of the disability justice movement we were the center of the Chicano power movement um the natives here did not go down without a fight to the point that they still there still are tribes um so I love Denver, and and that's always been a thing. I just didn't know why. Um, As far as people that I like to play with, we have such a killer scene right now that I'm so, like, lucky to be a part of. And we all kind of, like, the the members of my band all have their own projects that we kind of got together through. And it was really through this DIY venue that my drummer started when we graduated called Unity. Um, and so that's where we would play and like kind of develop our sounds. And he wasn't even playing with me at the time, but he was always my favorite drummer. Um, and his band, Rebedo, um, who's on our album and like big collaborators. And then Wesley's been playing with us more recently and we've known him forever. He has a great side project, The Other Black. Uh, Josh Trinidad is an amazing uh, trumpet player that really has added to like our experimentation because he uses so many effects and like noise and ambience. Um, so all his projects are incredible. Um, I love the milk blossoms. They're some of my best friends and such a great like addition to the Denver scene, church fire. Um, there's so many, (laughs) I'm going to leave a bunch of people out if I start naming more, but, uh, Yeah, we have a really cool, diverse scene. Uh, A lot of, like, women-fronted, queer-fronted. The band Don Chicharron, they play Peruvian chicha music, which I love. Perfect. Um, Los Mocochetes, like, they're all the homies' boyfriends. So, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Denver's, Denver's a really great place to be for the music right now. And actually, again, always has been. I just didn't know. I understand. <laughs> I feel that I like uh, I lived in Fort Collins for about three years before I found out about like New West Fest and Foco MX and all these things that we have going on. Mm-hmm. And you're actually playing in New West Fest today, right? That's right. Where are right you? Right now, I'm late. No, I'm just oh, kidding. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
Are you going to any shows tonight yourself? Are you excited to see any artists? I actually am yes, going yes. to see the Rolling Stones tonight. Yes! I know. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. I love Bonnie Raitt. I grew up on Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie Raitt is one of the few um, influences that my mom like. I didn't really like a lot of the music my parents listened to, right? But I do. I grew up hard on Bonnie Raitt. Um, but I've seen her and met her, so like I don't feel bad about missing that to go see the Stones back in Denver. Uh, but I actually came up a day early so that I could see Tank and the Bengas last night. Yes. Um, cause I, I'm super excited about their sound and, uh, her lyricism and, and just like what a great band is backing her. So that was incredible. And the whole staff has been awesome. I mean, a lot of the local people, like we play together all the time, so I don't feel too bad about missing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're all, a lot of us are up here playing this festival that we're all really best friends, so it's exciting. That's amazing. That sounds so fun. <laughs> but we're going to see the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand. I, I think everybody will take this L. Yeah. Um, and I do, before we go, I do want to mention um, how awesome your rings are. We talked about this before. Oh, thank you. And I thought they were really amazing. And I was it made me curious if you have any other, like, hobbies and in interests you do outside of music if you have time for it because yeah. you seem crazy busy it's stupid I, my cousin <laughs> is like what are you doing writing a show <laughs> it's so annoying and like my girlfriend like why would you ever run for mayor um, I, I paint I draw that keeps me super grounded I'm like one of those artists that like Whatever I should be doing makes me want to do all the other things. I can relate. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I should be working on this album, um, but I just want to, like, paint. I like to spray paint. I haven't got to do that in a while. Now, what kind of spray paint? Uh, <laughs> yeah, not commissioned. <laughs> um, Perfect. Yeah, I like paint fumes. It's bad. Uh, but I, my house is basically like this craft store. Uh, my little apartment is just filled with like a bunch of cans and paint and markers. And I'm always doing something. Right now, like my thing is like writing the show. We've never written a show. And uh, there are three mini episodes. And we just started the filming. And they're going to be like super DIY like, I'm sure it's going to look a lot better. Like, people, when you look at our mayor's stuff, like, people are like, your videos are so dope, but they're all shot on an iPhone and chopped up, like, overnight. And I record the script, and they're, like, they're still very DIY. So, um, but, yeah, drawing and painting and uh, that stuff I love to do when I can, which I never should, but I still do. <laughs> I relate. <laughs> if, like, you said drawing and painting, what is your favorite things to draw and what are your favorite things to paint? I like portraits. I didn't realize, like, I was good at it until college, but it was, like, my last semester. I actually stayed an extra semester to take painting. And had I had taken painting before, I might have even switched majors or, like, double majored and had two pointless degrees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but I, yeah, I like, I, in college I was doing more oil paintings, which I love, but I tried, I broke it out for the first time in like 10 years and it was a nightmare. (laughs) So, um, I like markers. I like convenience, you know, like paint markers. Um, and then, and then spray painting. I like, uh, painting meters, like the gas meters. Oh, those are dope. Um, I paint those pretty colors and. Uh, I, I stenciled for a while and I still do that every so often, really whatever. Like I like making gifts for people cause I'm broke. Um, so a lot of my paintings or like drawings are like a card or a gift or a portrait for somebody. I would be honestly so stoked if I got a card from you, yeah. but that sounds like a treat that I would be Delighted to receive. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool because it gives me, like, a reason, excuse to paint or draw, you know? So I think I'm going to draw Tony Morrison before my girlfriend gets back in town. Perfect. <laughs> <For her. laughs> uh, I just drew my my drummer got—my drummer and our other best friend just got married this last weekend, so I did a pretty cool portrait of their dog. <laughs> With markers and cardboard. I love cardboard. Cardboard's also like one of my favorite mediums to play with. Because I have it and it's cheap. I'm all all about like using stuff that I have. Um, But the trick is not to keep everything. (laughs) Because I'm like, oh, I could make this key into a tooth someday. And now I have a drawer full of keys that I've never (laughs) used. (laughs) That unlock nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I do the same thing. I tend to hoard like, oh, I could use this. Yeah. But never now, happens. Yeah. Now that I'm in a one bedroom apartment, like it doesn't work. So. <laughs> and it's it's messy. My little apartment is like a big craft store. I understand. <laughs> My spare bedroom is just like, it looks like a creative bomb went off. And yep. It's just like a, it's like a three foot painting of a naked man that I have nothing to do with. Right. I have no idea where to put it. Yeah, I got a stack of old stuff that just sits next to my bed. The life of an artist. <laughs> I got, like, old stencils everywhere that are, like, hiding behind dressers and crevices and posters. I have a street sign my partner stole. Yeah, I got a lot of those, too. <laughs> a lot. That's truly fantastic. Well, do you have any shows upcoming that you want to plug real quick? Uh, yeah, that, that new show we're filming for, for Colorado Public TV will be on Channel 12, I think in September. Um, it was due, like, last week, so we're a little behind schedule. <laughs> I relate. Um, we're, I'm booking a tour to the Midwest in October. Um, because of the mayor stuff, we haven't been touring as much, so... Hopefully, jump back into that, and and really, we're we're working on this new album, um, but we keep agreeing. Me and Greg, the drummer, like we have agreed to a lot of stupid stuff together. He's one of the big uh, blaming forces of of the mayor campaign. It's so, all Greg's fault. Um, yeah, we have a lot of things to do, but we keep agreeing to other things that are going to take up all our time. Um, so a lot of projects coming up, um, hoping to finish this album. We started it last summer, actually here in Fort Collins. We did a residency at the Music District, and they gave us housing, which was so nice. And we started an album, and we haven't 
worked on it a ton since, but <laughs> it's there. And I mean, hey, you started really, it, and that's what matters. Yeah, there's some <laughs> cool songs that I'm, I'm really excited about um, finishing up. So lots of stuff coming up. Got that video we started shooting. One little step at a time. It'll happen someday. Perfect. Social medias you want to plug? Yeah, anything wheelchair sports camp. We're easy to find. Uh, the Twitter's WC Sports Camp. Everything else is just wheelchair sports camp. Um, catch us, catch us on the world wide webs. Perfect. <laughs> well, it was a delight having you here. It was wonderful talking to Thank you. Thank y'all for having me. Of and course. Thanks for your doing doing your research and not asking me stupid questions. And I tried really hard. Appreciate not to it. Ask you stupid yeah. Questions. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Caller Radio. To hear more episodes of Caller Radio, as well as the many other shows from the NoCo FM family, visit noco.fm or search your favorite podcast app for NoCo FM. Caller Radio is also available on our free mobile app. Find it in the App Store and Google Play Store. And if you like the show, tell a friend or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing. Caller Radio is produced at the NoCo FM studios in Fort Collins, Colorado. If there's a Colorado-based musician, band, or artist that you'd like to see featured on Caller Radio, drop us a line and let us know. We're at NoCoFM on all the social medias. NoCoFM is listener-supported. If you like what you hear and you're in a position to help the station grow, please visit us at patreon.com slash NoCoFM. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Caller Radio. This has been a production of NOCO-FM.